Julia, a warm welcome to you. And of course, thank you for checking out the Streaming Wisdom solo and sometimes podcast. A place for you to thoroughly relish in a stream of embodied wisdom, whether it's my wisdom, someone else's, or your very own wisdom activated by what you're hearing. This is for you if you're desiring stellar shifts in perspective that liberate you from self-sabotage and illuminate your authentic self and true nature. It's especially for you if you love a good yarn showcasing the magic and mystery of life and how enchanting it truly is. And I'm talking about stories with purpose, the kind that bring forth a state of awe, optimism, and trust in yourself and your fellow humans. These stories are intended to help you cultivate your own wisdom as you pioneer new ways of being in the realms of leadership, health and wellness, inner growth, relationships, purpose, creative expression, and much more. Would you like to know what we're getting up to? Well, together we'll eagerly ride the waves beyond fear, beyond drama, and even beyond the pursuit of truth to a place of simply what is real right now about who we are and the nature of reality. By tuning in, you are also fine-tuning yourself to the frequencies of love, power, and wisdom, which is the ultimate intention of streaming wisdom. So thank you in advance for the wonderful contribution you are making to yourself that's rippling out to all humankind, all beings, and our beautiful home that is Earth. I hope you're as excited as I am and simultaneously relaxing into a comfy place to enjoy this episode of Streaming Wisdom. Hi there, welcome to this live stream that's all about natural marketing, word of mouth, and business beyond social media. And who is this for? Oh, feeling some truth pumps as I say this. It is for the emerging, unassuming leaders. And what do I mean by that? Hmm. Well, not always, but in many cases, I see those types of leaders as people who have a blind spot around it. <laughs> An unassuming leader may not know that they're a leader, yet they do possess leadership qualities and they really do have an influence over people. But the quality of energy of that influence is very different to what most of us are used to. Another quality is, you may have an idea for a project, a business, an initiative, foundation, or any sort of creative expression. And even though this idea is so dear to you, you can feel it, working you, moving you forward, you think about it, you dream about it. And for whatever reason, you're not entirely satisfied with the progress thus far. <laughs> that could look like a whole range of things. So maybe you can't even get it off the ground or you have, but it's not entirely what you imagined. And there's those of you who are a giant mixed bag. I know, I'm one of them. <laughs> I happen to attract a lot of these clients into my field for whatever reason. These incredible people who are multi-talented. They wanna write poetry, they wanna sing, they wanna record sound journeys, they wanna produce their own music, they wanna hold retreats and masterminds, and they also wanna do sessions with people. And they have so many wonderful yet very different expressions of their talents. And seemingly it's impossible to box up and to try and squeeze into some sort of marketing model that makes you want to package yourself and tell people exactly what you do. And it's so frustrating for them. And I'm saying this with so much passion because it was so frustrating for me. 
I mean, if I just look at my own wisdom and what I have to share, how I can really help people, it's in so much. (laughs) It's in this exact topic, natural marketing. It is certainly in leadership and specifically pioneering new ways of leadership. It is in systems and pioneering new realities. I have so much to offer on the body and body wisdom and chronic pain and chronic fatigue and just my health journey alone. And I have this particular love of helping people figure out what it is they're here to do, their original intention, and how they're here to express this through their genius. And as a little extension from that, I also help them write their copy for their websites, their sales pages, and any online ecosystem I also help them write scripts for their videos and promotions. In fact, I used to train people on online visibility through video and Facebook Live. And I love sharing all of this through the art of story. And underneath all of that, what truly drives these expressions is such deep love for humankind and for Earth and supporting these new emerging unassuming leaders, as well as the grail leaders who tend to be much more fully fledged in their expression, their initiatives, their genius, and their original intention. I just want to be of service to these people because I can see what they're doing and I want more of that in the world. That is how I vote. That is how I ensure a beautiful future for everybody that I love. And when I look at some of the people coming my way for my support, I've said the word clients, but it doesn't feel that way anymore. They truly feel like my co-creators. We are doing something magical together and it's mutually beneficial for both of us. But these people come my way with so many talents. Honestly, it makes my expression look simplified. So I hear you, I get the frustration. And this stream is for you. And if you're a little bit disillusioned, frustrated, or turned off by conventional marketing, this stream is definitely for you as well. Because I'm gonna share all about my journey in and out of conventional marketing and what it's like to be on the other side of the whole massive feast. It is pure magic, more than I could ever have dreamed of. It made the whole journey worth it. All the struggle, all the tears, all the doubts, all the fears, every challenge and every pretty shitty experience that I went through is all making sense. And today I have found myself in a whole new reality of what I struggle to call business. I don't even know what it is, but I don't relate to what I do as business. It is an expression of my genius. And goodness, that genius is being expressed. I get to do so much of what I love. I get to spend so much time doing what lights me up. Rather than spending many hours every day or every week doing these weird little activities that fall under the umbrella of marketing, self-promotion, online visibility, Basically, plug in yourself. So, if you know this stream is for you, if you haven't already, I invite you to nestle in, find a comfy little spot, and I'm going to take you on a little journey about where this all began. It turns out sales and marketing is kind of in my genes in some way or another. Firstly, in human design, I have line four. And I don't know much about human design, but I heard that's important. (laughs) I think it's to do with being like a natural networker and that your relationships play a huge role in sales. People talk about you and what you do. So I guess I'm just having this little moment going, yeah, what I'm sharing may not necessarily relate to everybody out there. They may have a totally different way of being wired. But I know that there's a lot of people who could potentially benefit from this stream because even though we might have different ways of natural marketing and discovering that within ourselves, 
we have something in common and that is we are over the conventional model. We are done. (laughs) It's just not working. And it is a part of a paradigm that is actually crumbling. So it's time to learn about a new way. And on that note, back to my genes. Sales was in our family. My grandfather was an amazing salesman and influencer. He sold the very first computer in South Australia that was as large as a wall, I believe, to a bank. I don't know which one, but that's not important here. (laughs) What's important is many of his qualities came through to his children and his grandchildren, particularly one of my siblings. My whole experience of growing up with him was that he was such an epic influencer. We were always happy little busy worker bees helping him fulfill his grand ideas. And he was a natural salesman too, apparently. Now, I don't remember if this is 100% true, but I have this vague memory of us spending so many days on our school holidays, building all these different types of cubby houses around our farm, cubby houses everywhere for different seasons of the year. And I remember working really hard on one of our cubby houses and then I'm pretty sure he tried to charge myself and my two other siblings rent afterwards just to be there. So that pretty much demonstrates to me someone who is a born salesman. I didn't realize that I had these qualities as well. They certainly didn't stand out in comparison to his. But as I moved through life, I traveled around the world. I seemed to have an influence over people. I didn't mean to. I didn't necessarily want to. I just did. People seemed to catch on pretty quickly to whatever I was doing, what I was interested in and wanted to get involved. And it always came from such a pure place, a very authentic place. And I feel like that purity of energy helps people feel safe in your presence. They feel empowered rather than feeling like they're getting pushed into something that is inherently not right for them. I remember in my mid-twenties, I ended up in a transformational hmm, (laughs) community. (laughs) I don't really know what else to call that. Or how about a community with a solid streak of cultism that runs right through it? I'm not even sure that's a word, so I'll just say cult-like. And anyway, whilst I'm deep into buying all of these forums and workshops and weekend courses and going really deep into my own inner world and how I'm experiencing that being reflected out into all my relationships, I can't help but start thinking about everybody needs to do this. It's so good. So of course I ring everyone I know and tell them to do it. And that wasn't quite enough for me. I soon found myself enrolling into another workshop where I was trained to sell these workshops to other people. And I did so well at that. I would gather people, I would tell them all about the massive transformations that I had in my life. And that was my truth, so it was pretty hard to question or argue with, and I found many people would enroll just because of my stories. Soon after that, I found myself in a multi-level sales and marketing business for about five years. I was a sales rep, then a sales trainer and team leader, then I became an assistant manager, and eventually incorporated my own sales company, And I was just immersed in this world every single day. I used to wake up, I'd arrive at the office, I'd gather all the sales reps, we'd have pumping music, I'd take them over to the whiteboard and I would present a powerful educational experience for them to help them get better at sales, to help them practice their pitches, to see what went wrong the day before and see it in a whole new light to give them more confidence. And I spent so many of these sessions just working on them. I was running this company alongside another one, which was owned by my star salesman sibling. I find it hilarious that we ended up doing this together. And we were so influential between the two of us. Together, we created a powerful magnetic force field that absolutely drew people in. 
And that's actually required for the hardest job I've ever known to work on 100% commission, go door knocking, go business to business and ask money for charities. It was really challenging and equally rewarding, but overall kind of crazy. I don't know how I did that. But we were so passionate about helping these sales reps work on commission, be self-employed and pioneer their own path in life. All we wanted to do was help them to succeed. I remember late at night after a pretty big day in the office, we were having a deep discussion about how many of our sales reps had so much personal baggage. And by the nature of this type of role, it actually attracted a lot of people with baggage. It also attracted a lot of people from really harsh economic backgrounds. I mean, you could probably imagine the job description for this type of thing. It's one of those jobs that you just glaze past and go, oh, that sounds bad. And I suspect many people were filling it out just to make up another employer that they applied to for their Centrelink payments. And for those of you who are overseas, that's our government assistance. But then they would fall under the magical spell of this office that was beaming a frequency of love and connection and empowerment and these incredible life skills. In fact, I think that's all I really cared about. I I did genuinely care about the charity that we were representing at the time. It felt great. But what I loved more than that was how these amazing young people changed from the moment they walked into the office till their very last day. Often their confidence would skyrocket. They would be such clear communicators. They would stand taller, prouder. And all these amazing things would happen in their life. They would change because they were in such a challenging role that tested every part of them, especially their attitude. But yeah, I loved that so much that I wanted to help them with their personal issues. So that very night, sitting down with my sibling, we recreated one of the introductory workshops that I did so many years ago We remembered everything between the two of us and we hired out a hotel for the weekend and we got all of our sales reps who wanted to come along to go through this personal transformational workshop and it lit me up so much. I loved seeing people shift. But after I left that all behind, I went and got a safe government job. really safe so safe it was a safety advisor this began my journey of self-betrayal where i was totally out of alignment and inauthentic to who i was because i'm a risk taker let me give you a couple of examples so once i was responsible for taking a group of work health and safety reps from their workplaces to a conventional safety show on the bus and I had a couple of cones before I left. So I took everyone down stoned as the head safety advisor. (laughs) And on many occasions when I lived in Perth, I used to tell people off in my job for doing things like working at heights without the right equipment. And then I would go home, I would have a cone, I would open a beer, And then I would climb up to the roof of my house, which had broken tiles, and I would sit on the roof and watch the sunset. And I'm talking a pretty poor roof, as in it collapsed one day (laughs) from a storm, but definitely from all the times that I used to jump up there. But one thing that was pretty aligned in this role was I had to sell the idea of safety. I'm laughing because, oh my gosh, it is almost unsellable. Oh, that world of so much compliance and rules and babying and just the loss of natural common sense. It drives me nuts. It is full of made up jobs. And I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I'm sure it's made a massive difference to workplace deaths but it has gone way too far. And that was the hardest sell of all, getting people interested in and caring about safety. 
I took on these roles in government, the private sector, not-for-profit, and there were so many different dynamics and dramas that I had to learn to navigate. But once I got bored of that, I was definitely ready to leave. So ready. (laughs) You see, I'd been simultaneously working on all of these side initiatives to keep me sane (laughs) in my nine to five existence. I couldn't stand my job. I couldn't stand that whole workforce, that world of so much drama and so much nonsense and such a big waste of energy directed at things that didn't really matter. What mattered to me was a whole different story. And that's what I spent every waking hour outside of my work investing in. A big part of that was my own transformational journey. I was always working on me. Two nights a week, I sat in on a powerful healing meditation that went for usually about an hour to an hour and a half. I would experience rapid transformation and major shifts in who I was. And on the weekends, I was at a healing center nearly all the time, up to so many glorious things, helping people with sonar healing through water, crystal dreaming sessions, light therapy. And we were always organizing all these amazing people from all over the world to come to this amazing little place and share their genius with it whether it was mathematicians or archaeologists, researchers, architects of sacred geometry, people that you wish you learned from at school, that you wished was taught at school, but it's not. And you have to go seeking in this life to find out what really matters and what you truly need to be a functioning human in this world with high emotional intelligence that isn't bombarded with your own crap that keeps getting in the way of your real dreams. I was so lucky to be immersed in this field. And again, I was always selling, influencing, talking it up. So many of my friends would come and experience this. And I found that, wow, my sales could really be a benefit here. And many of you might relate to this, that working in these types of jobs at the same time working on yourself, your frequency changes so much that what you once could tolerate is now not possible. And it takes so much more effort just to be in a frequency of a workplace. It's tiring, exhausting, more excruciating. And as you uncover more and more of who you are and your true nature, you start to realize that many of your ecosystems are bumping up against your true nature. I don't know about you, but when I shift and shift and keep changing and growing and turning inside out, really allowing all of me to come out and be expressed, my ecosystems need to change. And I'm the only one that can do that. I'm responsible. Message received. So whilst I was still working, I started a meditation business on the side. It eventually turned into coaching because I put myself through all of these coaching courses because I wanted to help people change their life. (laughs) And the coaching never felt quite right. It wasn't aligned. And I think that's because I wasn't integrated enough. I had so much of my own stuff still to move through, especially that was showing up in my relationships. And I felt inauthentic showing up to help people with their life when truthfully, mine was a bit of a mess. It was actually a lot of drama. I don't know how I didn't see that. You can probably tell I'm just having this realization now. It's so funny that I couldn't see why it was so hard for me. Yeah, it just like occurred to me once that there were so many people in my position that that had been really digging deep, looking in the mirror, so to speak, transforming their lives, and in turn now wanted to become healers and coaches, meditation teachers, mindfulness practitioners, whatever it may be, but they wanted to work in that realm of physical health, emotional health, mental health. And they had no idea how to go about marketing themselves. 
I know I certainly didn't because back in the day when I was doing sales, there weren't even smartphones at this time. So it was pretty daunting to me as well. I had no idea how this whole world operated and I resisted social media so much at the beginning. I didn't want a Facebook account. I didn't want an Instagram account. It took me quite a long time to get on board. So I had no idea what I was doing and I wanted to make sales really easy. I wanted it to be easy for all of us, especially for me. I just knew that there was another way and I don't know where this came from. It was just this belief in me that we don't have to spend hours plugging ourselves and have really awkward sales conversations just to do what we came here to do. Surely our genius is enough. And I never would have used those words at the time. I didn't even know what genius was. I just knew that we should be so good at what we do, so amazing at it that it has such an impact on people that they talk about it and share it with their loved ones. And as a result, you just get a lot of referrals coming your way and you don't spend hours on social media. You spend hours of your day doing the thing you are born to do. So I opened up a business called Soul Centered Sales that morphed into online visibility training. I remember going to speak at organizations, at co-working spaces, and for a few months, I spoke nearly two to three times a week every morning at small business networking groups. I got so used to sharing my message and telling people what I'm doing and helping them see that sales can be a really easy, comfortable thing. But deep down, I was still terrified of sales. Interestingly enough, when clients came my way and book sessions, I would help them create sales scripts. And in many cases, they had amazing results. A couple didn't, but mostly I was able to show people how they could confidently share what they do. And I thought, this is really weird. Why do I know how to do this? Yet when it comes to me, I can't. Yet I train people on how to do it. And when it comes to them, they can. I don't know what that meant, but I knew something was off with me. And it dawned on me some years later, in hindsight, of course, that it pretty much had nothing to do with what you were saying, the sales script. It was all to do with alignment. If you are truly aligned with what you're doing, and it is the thing you are meant to be doing. It is a perfect expression of where you're at right now. You are creating a frequency that is very desirable. It is attracting people that you are clearly ready to support at that time. They feel a natural confidence in you. And I don't know if I'm even really doing it justice. You just have this fucking magic field around you like it's really what it is it's so magical and the issue I had was I wasn't aligned I didn't want to be a sales coach that's what I was years ago yes I'd reinvented myself and yes I'd reinvented what sales meant but that's not what I'm here to do how many times have you just felt that frustrating feeling of yeah I'm good at this but is it what I'm really meant to do and you feel confused and you don't know what you want to do, so sometimes you don't even do it. In fact, <laughs> I should have said this at the start, but so many people that I am creating this stream for have not started. They haven't done anything with their business. And you know what? I get why. You are actually pretty tuned in, in that you may have sensed that there was something wrong with this whole world of marketing what it is you're here to do or even just getting started. Because so many people have this dream of what they wanna do, but a big block to that is they think it's around, I don't know how to get started, but I have come to realize working with many people that underneath that, oh, there's so much more going on. They feel very overwhelmed by having to market themselves. And if you haven't been in the marketing bandwagon, you've missed the boat, you're going to see people that you compare yourself to online 
that have millions of followers or thousands of them at least and how crafty they are with their videos and their messages and the ideas that they seem to keep coming up with and oh it's going to feel really intimidating and that feeling of yeah it's kind of too late for me how do I start now where do I start so many people feel really intimidated by this world they don't want to fail and they don't want their dream to fail so they don't actually get started to avoid this step but I'm sitting here today telling you it may not be the right thing for you in fact it probably isn't what am I saying it fucking isn't why else would you be here listening to this dream it is not your journey to go in deep into the online business matrix and try and make it in that world. To sell courses, to sell programs, to plug yourself all over social media every day. It's not your journey. And it's absolutely fine for the people who it is their journey, but I feel this whole reality crumbling. I don't think this golden age of marketing is going to continue the way it is and you were right something wasn't right and you didn't go ahead with the wrong thing I tend to go ahead well at least I did in my earlier years because my mind had made up that it wants to be this and it can do anything and it'll try and do it even when it's out of alignment But over the last three or four years, as I have gone into a deep journey with my inner feminine, oh, it's been lush, (laughs) living a life of feeling intuitively led every day, following the energy of where I want to go. I just can't force myself to do anything that doesn't feel right. It always backfires every single time. So only from this place, I can see that the wrong thing tends to backfire And at the same time, if you go down the quote unquote wrong path, because it's never really wrong, (laughs) it's like an alchemical process. It's not really the thing that you're planning to do. It's helping you get to the thing. It's a massive learning, especially when you go into the polar extreme of what it is that you're really here to do, or you go into the polar opposite of your expression of who you are as a person in order to come back and find the true authentic version of you. We all have different ways of finding ourselves and finding what we're here to do. But if you know how you operate, you can see it for what it is and not beat yourself up. If you've gone down lots of wrong paths and said, hey, wrong way, don't come down this way, I'm coming back to you. You were meant to go down that way, that was me. If you're sitting frozen, not having taken a single step, Well, maybe that was your way as well, because your journey isn't to collect energy and wisdom. You don't need to be sitting here telling people all about your journeys like I am. You're just here to do your thing. And maybe that's why you haven't taken that giant leap of faith, quit your job and gone into this world of trusting yourself and backing what you're really here to do. I get it. Back to my story. (laughs) That was another side tangent. So it was the start of the year, the very start of a year. I cannot remember, maybe four years ago, five years ago, could even be longer. I think it was my birthday. I found myself up in Mount Glorious, out beyond the Sanford Valley in Brisbane. Oh, that's a stunning rainforest. And I was there for a few days. Oh, that's right. I had actually just quit my job. Now I remember. Oh, finally, I quit my job. And that was a really hard job to quit because I ended up leaving the workforce on the best job that I'd ever have. So much autonomy and freedom. And it was full of amazing staff and incredible boss. I felt so seen and honored and acknowledged for my contributions. And yeah, it was a real tripwire in that I clearly made a decision I wanted to get out of the workforce many years before and along came this job that made it really hard to leave. But eventually I left. I spent five weeks going around Sri Lanka, which was a really strange way to finish, um, but perfect. I came back to Australia and ended up right up in this mountain setting up the whole year ahead. 
I went out into the forest and decided to have a beautiful experience where I connected with my business entity. I'd really only just embodied what that meant. And what it means to me is I'm a person of earth. I have something in me that wants to be expressed. I have a co-creative relationship with earth and between the two of us, we have something that wants to be expressed. It's almost like I'm a vessel for something that wants to happen on the body of earth. And through the both of us, we birth this amazing business entity, this creation, this initiative. It can be anything, but I like seeing it as a business entity because back then I was really into entities. (laughs) And... um you know, that world of healing. (laughs) It was my thing. So yeah, this amazing day was perfect in that I'd already reached this point in being so over social media and feeling out of integrity with plugging myself because I was plugging myself everywhere I went, showing photos of myself, what I'm up to, and kind of pushing that whole you wish you were me energy, which just felt so fake. So I'm at my wits end, but I'm also feeling really positive about the year ahead and going to this special part of the woods to meet my business entity felt so right. And when she appeared, she was an amazing being that had the most glorious hips and she was dancing as she entered my field. And we just had this amazing moment of connection I received lots of messages and as she began to leave, a surprise visitor came, which was the entity of Facebook and my relationship with Facebook. And we had a really good discussion. And between us, I came up with a plan that I would only post on social media if it was authentic. And I'm not going to go into every single one of those details. It's what I used to teach and I just don't care anymore. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. And believe me, I had some gold on this, but I'm not even on it. I don't care. I just think it could be all put under the category of authenticity for for the purpose of this dream at least. So I took that back with me and this initiated a whole different journey of social media. So I didn't storm off social media angry and pissed off necessarily. I went through an amazing process of seeing the true benefit of it. My business soon merged into online visibility training. I was getting on Facebook lives nearly every other day, sharing my truth, sharing with people how they could do this for their business. I ran online Facebook live challenges and I used to coach people on this incredible way of bringing the truth of who you are to the table and not from a vulnerable for the sake of vulnerability point that just sells well I mean truly from an authentic place and I love this experience so much because it's not what I was here to do I knew that at the time for the first time I felt so much relief because I could feel that I was slightly out of resonance with what I was really here to do. But just merely through the act of acknowledging that made such a big difference for me. And I knew that even if what I was doing wasn't exactly what I was here to do, it was seeding what I really am here to do. And I was able to see the difference between something that builds up to my purpose and something that actually genuinely is my purpose. And this beautiful expression of me, this online visibility training and coaching was so much fun. And it was birthed out of this point of me truly wanting to give up. I was just over this whole world of trying to plug myself online and coach and do all these seemingly irrelevant things. But I remember I was very upset one day and talking to a friend on the phone and she just said, you are so good at getting on and sharing your truth. Just open a course and show people how to do that. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, I could totally do that. It's not what I'm here to do, but that actually lights me up in this very moment. And it's so amazing how powerful this can be because we seem to build up this romantic idea that we have to stumble across our purpose. Like we wake up and go, this is what we're here to do. 
But firstly, we're always on purpose. (laughs) And second, it's an amazing journey of getting to that place, one that I would never swap for the world. I picked up so many skills and tools and ways of being and different expressions and I got so good at so many things. And you might relate to being the master of none, (laughs) the jack of all trades. A lot of multi-talented people do. But you know what? That is a shadow expression. It has a lot of benefit to be the jack of all trades, but you can get beyond that space. I truly think you become the master of many if you keep going on this path, because we're used to operating from our excellence zone. We know what we're competent at and what we're not competent at. And we seem to settle for this range of I'm excellent in this area and we get a job in that and we're acknowledged and we can probably make a lot of money, gain a lot of success, achieve so much, but we never feel truly satisfied from the inside out, like soul deep because our excellence zone to me is very comfortable. Moving into the genius zone is a whole different reality where you are pushing your comfort zone every single day. And what your genius is, is often something that is so embedded into you that you can't even see it. You need other people to reflect that back to you. Not always, but in many cases you do because when something's that deep inside of you, you don't notice how special it is. You may even believe that everyone else has the same skill as you. It's just this natural thing inside of you. But truthfully, it is so special. And getting into this zone is really going to push us to become a whole different person. So if you don't know where to begin with your purpose, oh, just start doing things that feel really like they're expressing your natural genius however they may look, get yourself in this energy of doing it as often as you can. The more you're in your genius zone, the more you start to uncover what it is you're really here to do. So now I'm online and loving it. (laughs) I'm loving the marketing side. I'm getting lots of people signing up for my courses. I'm getting people wanting to coach with me and I'm experiencing this flow and this abundance and almost like this sensation that some would say, I've made it. But I don't know, I just had different senses going off in my body because along with that feeling was, I just don't believe this world is right. Make it? What does that even mean? What do I even want out of this? To get more busy? To service more people? To make more money? to keep sharing my reality to the world on social media? No, (laughs) no, I don't, because I had a lot of issues with that. I found that it was interrupting my life, for one. There were so many beautiful moments that I didn't truly appreciate because I was too busy taking a photo and uploading the post, or at least just taking a photo for the sake of social media, not because I truly wanted a photo in that moment. There was so much fakeness to the whole thing and there was a lot of force even though I felt I was being authentic. I didn't like doing this myself or seeing other people do this which was putting all their loved ones in photos for the purpose of plugging them. I mean these are kids and babies and we have no idea what's happening with this information, with this data, with these photos and that concern stemmed from this feeling of inadequacy that I truly didn't understand the technology that I was operating with, that I was using, that I was interacting with, and I doubt very many people do. I don't want to start rattling off a list of all the things I didn't enjoy about social media. It's really not the point of this stream, but I will just share one more thing that really bumped up against my value system, and that was how much time I was spending on it. My phone became the thief of time, the thief of energy, and it became the thing that stopped me from being present to life, being present to myself and others around me. 
I would find myself abusing social media, checking it all the time, looking at my vanity metrics, which is seeing how many people shared, commented, liked, and I would be busy writing responses back. And it just wasn't life. It was a whole nother reality on this giant motherboard. And I wasn't wrong when you're looking at the direction Facebook is going today. Hmm, called that one. <laughs> so yeah, I was getting really concerned with this obsession with technology and misuse of it. And also beyond that, it was wasting precious time of me being in my genius zone. And around this time, I kept getting reminded that where your awareness is residing is having a massive impact on your reality. So if your thoughts and your mind and all your mental energy is with a whole different reality, a virtual one, that reality becomes your reality. You are influenced by everything you experience in that reality. And for me, although there was a lot of love and support, there was also a lot of fighting, debating, so much drama, an unavoidable amount of drama, actually. And eventually, I just stopped plugging myself online. I reached this moment of almost embarrassment and shame over how I'd done so much of this in the past. But I truly did honor and love myself at the same time. I really respected that that was an important journey for me. It helped me truly express myself. And I found social media as an incredible avenue for self-expression. I came out of my shell in the most magical way. And I became so comfortable just talking, like to rock up right now, turn on my laptop, plug in my microphone and just start sharing from an idea. Oh, I love that I have this skill. I'm so thankful for my journey. And I knew it was time to end all of that. It was a really risky thing to do. It felt to me that my whole business was online and I ended up deleting all of my social media accounts. I pulled all of my energy out of that. And you know what I base that on? Well, many things, it's always many things, but I think mainly it was on this really pure belief that I'd had for so many years that we are good enough, our genius is enough. <laughs> and at this point, I would talked about it for so long. I shared it with many people through my programs, working with people one-on-one, -on -one, through my Facebook Lives. I truly felt that I believed it. But at this crossroads moment, I needed more than belief. I had to embody it. And it was so right. <laughs> so many people reached out to me afterwards and were applauding me for my courage for leaving all of social media whilst knowing what I was wanting to do with my business, with my initiatives. And strangely enough, I needed no courage. <laughs> it was so right that I just stepped away. It was possibly the most resonant, authentic thing that I have ever done in my own personal expression of a business up until that point. It was so powerful. And it came with many bonuses, side bonuses that I never really thought about before. One of them being, even though I wasn't plugging myself on social media for the last maybe nine months that I was using it, I was still logging in and scrolling and looking at all the drama. This was the year of 2020 where we've seen the most amount of drama <laughs> through media than I think we've ever seen. And I noticed that I got sucked in at the beginning pretty quickly. When I'd eventually worked it out, this too played another role in why I left social media. I knew that if I shut down, deleted these accounts, I wouldn't be seeing so much drama. I wouldn't be giving all of my energy and time over to something that I actually couldn't do anything about. So in return, all of that energy started getting directed both into my personal transformational journey. I really went inwards. I went into my cave and I dug deep. The overriding theme was my health. I was dealing with some massive health issues 
alchemizing 15 years of chronic fatigue, chronic pain, and a whole other range of things. It was pretty intense. And as you can imagine, so many emotional issues came up and trauma and generally just things that had happened throughout my entire universal journey. So it was a very multi-dimensional experience where I was tending to my health on a spiritual level, emotional, mental, physical, energetic, everything. And it proved to be very fruitful that I was now directing so much time back into me. And as I'm becoming more whole, more healed every day, I'm finding more harmony in my body. I am realizing that I have access to so much more life force energy <laughs> and it feels really incredible to even just say that here like oh to go from a place of ongoing fatigue to having energy that wants to be directed into all these creative expressions and these endeavors and boy did it pay off to direct my energy out of that giant beast and into what I'm here to do. Now in this time, I did so many things. I started writing a book on my whole health journey. I completely reinvented my style of business coaching and what I'm really here to do. I got so deeply connected to who I am, which today I know as a genius activator. I absolutely activate people's genius. I pull it out of them. I love finding ways for them to express it and tracking it back and finding out all the ways that their original intention is feeding that expression. So that was a bit of fun. <laughs> with all this extra time, <laughs> I also got deep into a co-creation with an incredible woman, such a powerhouse, and she's the one responsible for the music at the beginning of this podcast that you will hear in the intro and the outro. From this co-creation birthed the most amazing outcomes, and we had an intention set at the beginning, and we fulfilled it. We actually fulfilled our original intention together, and then that changed shape and form, and we've gone on to do other things together. But what we'd achieved so far was amazing. She is someone that can help you unlock your soul song, your voice, and also use your voice to heal yourself, your body, your life. She helped me get my voice out there. <laughs> and I helped her with her words, with her articulation of what she's here to do. We actually helped each other express who we are even more based on the strengths that we had in the ways that we expressed ourselves. Her through song and sound and me through writing and storytelling. And we just merged all this magic together and unlocked so much goodness within each other. All the while, I'd been deeply involved in my dearest love. <laughs> This is such a beautiful expression of my original intention, and that is in Grail Leadership with my co-creator. So we are creating so much magic in this time that we are about to release, so I won't give it away. And at the beginning of this year, while stargazing at 3 a.m. on my birthday, I was soaking up the beautiful energies of the stars lying on the hammock and I never really set intentions anymore because I don't know how. I don't, it feels like force. There's nothing my mind can make up about my life that I think I need. It always just comes through me. And this beautiful essence was coming through my body, which was the beginning of the end of my struggle financially and my expression of what I'm here to do among other things, but they're off topic. So, but that was one of the main things. And two days later, after many invitations, the idea for this Streaming Wisdom podcast came through, which has been the most incredible expression. And it's filling me right up. Oh, it's so nourishing. I'm loving this expression because I love storytelling and I love sharing. I love and particularly sharing my direct experiences and the wisdom that I've harnessed from those. 
oh, I love that I can get on and talk about whatever I want, whatever is moving through me at the time. And it might seem a little illogical. It's like, I'm not on social media anymore. I want to live my purpose. It's an online business. I should be going out there and talking to people and getting referrals and attracting people into my work. But no, I'm going to release a podcast and it's going to be about whatever I want. (laughs) And it has helped me do all those things that I just said naturally, effortlessly, gracefully, (laughs) which is a part I wanted to get to right now, which is it has taken some time and it has been a real intense journey. (laughs) I won't lie. But leaving the whole conventional side of marketing behind and just inherently knowing it's not right for me, I don't want to win in this world, it's not going to fill me up, it's not going to make me enjoy my business. In fact, it might build resentment over the time or over the years of continuously having to plug myself, but just deeply knowing that's not my path. And more than not my path, I want to pioneer a whole new path outside of this system where we come back to this really ancient, amazing marketing technique that we've all seemed to forget about, which is word of mouth. (laughs) It's the fact that if you're so good at what you do, people will talk. I always believed it was possible because there are many times in my life where I have heard about something. Oh my gosh, I need to do it. This is exactly what my body needs, or this is a thing that I'm meant to do in my life. And I try and find the details. I get taken to a really shitty website that has everything wrong and I don't care. I do whatever I need to do and go through the many processes required to sign up and buy that thing or reach out to that person. I don't care how anything looks. And then I find that it's really hard to get into that person. They're booked out for months They really don't even need a website. It's just there holding space in existence. And I'm just thinking, yeah, this person doesn't do SEO. (laughs) They don't do any of this stuff. They're not plugging away online. They are nine to five or maybe longer hours deep in their genius zone, working with people or working with projects, whatever it may be, being of service to earth to humankind and especially and most importantly to themselves. They are in an experience of this life generating expression that comes out of them with this epic speed where they feel like they can give so much and so much is returned. It's like feeding them. And I just knew that was possible. So yeah, I've lost track of what I was saying. (laughs) That happens. But really, I I think I was trying to get at that. I really trusted that there was something in that and I wanted that and not only wanted it, I wanted to lead the way in that. And I'm sitting here today saying it was fucking crazy, but it felt so right and it was so worth it. Because as a result, I'm finding that people are coming to me and I haven't had to do anything. Often, I'm not the one that had the conversation. Someone else has had the conversation. I get on and do a couple of interviews here and there. Lots of people find out about me and they just find me. Many of those people will book sessions or collaborate with me in some other way. But it has nothing to do with a beautiful website, which I put hours into and more to do with I'm in alignment with what I'm doing. That is the only thing that matters in this new paradigm. It's the journey inward, right deep into yourself to find out who you truly are. You need to pull away every single mask, every pretense, everything that you think people want to know about you or receive about you or experience from being in your field. Drop it all, let it all go. You need to see who you really are and that can be a little confronting overwhelming even scary because in this place you will often be met with your shadow you will often meet your inner demons you will get connected with your greatest pains your life challenges your biggest struggles your deepest inadequacy but that is where the gold is (laughs) from this place is the birth 
of your authentic self because all those times I tried to do that before, I was birthing a percentage of me, 70%, 60%, 80%. But whilst I hadn't gone deep enough to really face who I was, all of my expressions were a little distorted, a little bit inauthentic, and as a result, weren't what I was really here to do. They were an amazing pathway, a beautiful gift and lesson. But when you're dealing with that level of lack of resonance, distortion, inauthenticity, your expressions will be slightly tainted in every way possible from the business or initiative name, the logo, the colors, the photos, and the way you try and package yourself up, it's all going to carry something inherently inauthentic and a little off track to what you're here to do. So all of those years that you've spent working on yourself, maybe sometimes wondering, what is the point? Banging your head up against the wall. My life is still crazy, yet I've done all this work. <laughs> What's going on? How many business ideas have I come up with that haven't come to fruition or have turned into a total disaster or just so-so? Like a really nice thing at the time and filled me up for a little bit, but it just wasn't the thing. All of this has been building for something so much more magical. It has really always been about you. And I learned many years ago that your business and your expression, your purpose should never get in the way of your growth. In fact, it should be the one thing that's pushing you to grow more. So it is all worth it at least from where I'm standing, at least from what I'm experiencing, I think that we have a whole new world that is waiting for us to explore, that we are the pioneers of, the leaders of, the emerging leaders, the unassuming leaders who have something great to express that maybe are a little too burdened by inadequacy or humility even. And maybe they've got a little bit of their journey to go and they're still turning themselves inside out to a degree. But from that process, the true you will be born. It is probably already born in many of you listening. And I'd say for the rest, you're almost there because the energies of Earth right now are just so potent for this type of stuff. And I'm excited for you. I'm waiting for your initiatives to come in the world. I want to be genuinely surprised about things that are really important, services and ideas and projects and foundations and things that can really flip the script on everything that we know in terms of organizations, systems, politics, business, education, health, energy, you name it. It's all there for us to reinvent. And I feel giddy with excitement and at the risk of sounding like a broken record, love these realizations that I know what is being created in Grail Leadership are these amazing organizational structures for these amazing initiatives that are seated around a round table, which is a whole new experience of collaboration and leadership. The new reality is already emerging. And if you're bumping up against the old paradigm, whether that be a job or a business or even conventional marketing, I hope that this message serves as a friendly reminder that you can trust what you deeply know inside and have known all along. If that reality is not for you, you were meant for this one and not only meant for, probably to pioneer alongside your fellow emerging leaders, evolutionary leaders, grail leaders, and hopefully alongside me, because if this is really resonating with you, I would love to meet you someday and hear all about your dreams and what you want to bring forth to this new paradigm. Wow. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of Streaming Wisdom. 
I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from Streaming Wisdom and feel an urge to give back, here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of streaming wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.